Hello and welcome to the Irish NFL Show weekly betting segment. Week 13 of the NFL season, another action-packed weekend ahead. Some really, really interesting games as we looked towards the, the end of the season rush to make the playoffs. I'm joined this week by Steve O'Rourke. Um, Steve is a big Raiders fan. We've had him on the show in the past. Stephen, you're very welcome to the weekly betting segment. Thanks for having me, Brian. Stephen, such a crazy season. We might just touch on your Raiders very quickly. Uh, two wins recently, two back-to-back overtime wins, and uh, things m- might be moving in the right direction. The strangest season, I'm 25 years a Raiders fan this year, and the strangest season I've probably ever been involved in, because the record could be anything from 1-10 to 10-1. and one. Uh, There's really only been one game, the blowout lost to the Saints, where they did they didn't either play up or down to the team they were playing against, and it's it's wild how a team can be you know uh, a play away from beating the Chiefs and then a play away from losing to the Colts with a high school coach as their head coach. But that's the Raiders this year. Uh, it was kind of the Raiders last year to be fair, but they were coming out on top in the one score games. Uh, whereas this year, for the first kind of six, they were coming out uh, uh, on the wrong side of those rules. It's been very interesting to see the Josh Jacobs development because I don't think anyone saw that coming. We all went into the season thinking Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams, this is going to be the best passing attack in the league. (laughs) It just, what if they had like 45 snaps together or something like that? So Jacobs, I think, has been outstanding. I still wouldn't pay him because I don't think you should pay running backs. I've been consistent in that over the years. But the performance he had last weekend especially shows that he is a special talent when he wants to be. Um, it's just that motivation hasn't been there previously. So it's nice to see it this year. And whoever does pay for him next year, they're going to get a very good running back. I just don't know if they'll get one as productive as the one they got this year. Uh, I guess it depends on how he plays out the remainder of the season. Some very interesting games coming up for the Raiders. Obviously, the Chargers this weekend. But there's a, a few games that are very winnable. It'll be interesting to see if they can run the table. Look, let's get into this weekend. As always, our, our odds and our lines, our betting lines, totals, handicaps are taken by Points Bet USA, whatever partners as part of the Irish NFL show first game we're going to look at Steve um, arguably the game of the weekend you know they're calling it the game of game of the week in America I, I'd argue this is potentially one of the best games of the week. potentially could be one of the best games of the season we've got the Miami Dolphins 8-3 and three, right now top of the AFC East going into the top of the NFC West and the San Francisco 49ers sitting at 7-4 and four. Um, expectations for Tua coming into the season there was it was up and down, but so far he has delivered, and so so is the new head coach. It's refreshing to see a team with a new head coach be doing so well and challenging the Bills for this division. Your thoughts ahead of this game? I think it's there's a lot of there's a lot of narrative around this game that probably doesn't actually play out when you dive into the numbers a little bit. Like people, you obviously got two very offensively minded head coaches, uh, and a master and apprentice battle there as well, which is which is always interesting. But I think what's underrated in terms of the storylines going into this is that that 49ers defense uh, and particularly how well it stops the run. Um, that's the thing I'm going to be watching out for. In, in Miami's three last three game, or sorry, in two of their three losses this season, they've averaged less than 80 yards. Every other game, they've, they've gone well over the 80 yards. Whereas you've got the 49ers who are the league's best run defense, average, like only allowing 81 rushing yards a game. So I think if they can stop the Dolphins getting the run, doesn't matter how good that passing attack is. You know yourself, if you can't establish that run game, you can't get the play action, which is where most of those Dolphins' big plays come from. I think that's going to be really, really interesting. Um, but I think you're right. I think this has this, this, and like 
it's very difficult to see another game kind of down the stretch that kind of has the the implications this has because a lot of people are going could this be a Super Bowl preview um not so sure on the on either side to be honest but I think there's a there's a lot to really look forward to in this one when I, when I picked up on the, the 49ers in particular the offense you know you refer to the defense there it's there's the, the inconsistencies we saw a real through performance of them when they went to the Mexico on the Monday night football put up a lot of points Garoppolo had a, a seriously big game you know he was well protected true for a lot of touchdowns and then last week against the Saints you know with, with all respect to the Saints and the fans like they haven't had the greatest of seasons and yet they could only beat them 13 zero and relying on their defense twice when they were in the red zone the Saints were in the red zone and held them off in the end and covered the handicap on that game which was nine and a half on this particular game the handicap is and I, I found this quite surprising I thought this might have been a pick game yeah, earlier on in the week, the Dolphins are getting four points. The total is forty-five. Um, I'm liking the the over. Um, I think we might see just the thing with this forty-niners offense. It seems to stutter one week, then come together the following week. Um, over forty-five. Are you are you on the over under in this particular game? I'm probably on the under, I think, um, mostly because at one stage the the over-under went all the way up to 48 and now it's right back down, as you said, at 45. But I still think, I wonder why that is. And I think it is the Jimmy G factor. Like we know the two and the Miami offense can put up points, but can can Jimmy G do it on a consistent basis? We found that he can't, but you said sometimes they have that bounce back performance. I think he's the big unknown in this game because I think if he can kind of pull it together or they can at least limit his mistakes, we will get the over. But right now I'm looking at the under in this one. It kind of reminds me when the Chiefs went into San Francisco earlier on in the season, it was built as a similar type of game in terms of both teams with high expectations for the season. The Chiefs were very dominant in that second half and the over was hit. I think the over leading into that game was 44 and a half, which was quite low for a, a Chiefs game. I, I see this as a, as a low a low number. I think it I'm surprised it's dropped down. I, I will side on the over in this game. And in terms of the selection for the game, Dolphins plus four, uh, as, as well as this 49ers defence has played, uh, I, I'm finding this I'm finding it hard not to select the Dolphins in this game. Uh, obviously, Hill is the one getting all the, the kudos and, and the big plays, but it's it's opening up doors and win, you know for other players, such as the run game, and obviously Waddle and all the other, all the other players in which they brought in free agent. They've done so well offensively. I find it hard to see how the 49ers, as good as they are, can withstand a team that would maybe put up 24, 27 points. I'm going to take the points and side with the Dolphins yourself. Yeah, I'm siding with the Dolphins as well. And mostly it goes back to that quarterback conversation. Their last five wins, the Dolphins have beaten Kenny Pickett, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett and Kyle Allen. Like Jimmy G is Jimmy Garoppolo is right in that wheelhouse of those quarterbacks. So I, I fancy the the under, but with the Dolphins to win. Um that's that they would be my two selections for the for the game. Moving on to our second game, Sunday night football. Maybe this one will not be as, as difficult in terms of a selection. Um and I am very surprised this game wasn't flexed a couple of weeks ago. Bear in mind we've had the, the week of the Dolphins and Chargers being flexed into Sunday night football on week thirty, week four. 14 and to see this game remaining that slot was a bit surprising Cowboys coming off a good win against the Giants on Thanksgiving they've now moved to 8-3 and three. 10 days break against the Colts team that we saw on Monday I haven't picked them on Monday and I felt that they would have beaten the Steelers we saw maybe the inexperience of a head coach who hasn't been in the, hasn't had that opportunity for quite some time in terms of the play calling on the last drive not using the timeouts the Indianapolis Colts 4-7-1 and one, had a bit of a re-energised situation in terms of winning in Vegas recently. We've seen them drop two games in a row, played admirably well against the Eagles in fairness, but 
it's a difficult spot for them going into Dallas with this defense. It really is, and I I completely agree with the switch back to Matt Ryan. I don't think Sam Sam Ellinger is it was the the right person at all. Um, and then the results have been kind of mixed because, as you said, they 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 beat the Raiders when they probably shouldn't have, and then they lost to the Eagles when they probably shouldn't have. They probably should have won that game as well. Uh, the thing is, they can't run the ball. Uh, even with Jonathan Taylor, who for my money is the best back in the league, they they they're one of just eight teams in the league with less than a hundred rushing yards, and they really can't score. They've only scored more than twenty points once in their last six games. So, it, it, in terms of the money line, I mean the the Cowboys are unbackable favorites here. I think, um, and then the, the, we have to remember the rest that Dallas have got as well. The, the spread scares me a little bit because the, the Cowboys have only had a double-digit spread once this season and they that was against the Giants on Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if they have the offense to cover. Uh, is I, I have minus 11. What's, what's the odds you, the Mowry's most up-to-date odds you have on the, the spread? Yeah, well, generally all the bookmakers in the Republic are, Republic are 10, 10 and a half. Obviously, we're taking lots of points bet USA. Would you suggest to... The audience, you know, to be aware of what you're selecting because every bookie will differ. But um, minus 10, 10 and a half seems to be general consensus with points by USA. It's moved to minus 11. The over under is at 43 and a half. Yeah, I'd be hammering the under. I have to say, I'd be absolutely hammering the under. There's only um, like it, it's it's kind of it with that Colts offense, uh, they're just not going to get the points. I don't know if Dallas are in the mood to kind of put it's not like it's a, a divisional battle where they'll run up the score. So that's why I'm I'm kind of looking at the 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 under there. Um but you're right, like I think the I would say that the, the there is a temptation to look at that Dallas regardless of the spread. Minus eleven was right at the number that I would be comfortable minus ten and a half was actually the number I would have been comfortable backing them at. Minus eleven scares me a little bit. Uh, I have to say. So if you can get if you can if you can get better odds than that, go for it. But that would that would that would be the number I'd be starting to look towards the calls. I have to say. We've seen so many games recently where garbage time touchdowns essentially causes the uh, the handicap to not be covered. I think back to a couple of weeks ago when the Bills played that game in Detroit against the Browns, and for three and a half quarters they were far ahead, only to allow a, a backdoor cover. We saw last Sunday with the Texans coming back against the Dolphins, look for a period that they may. Cover the 14 and, and Chiefs only covering the 15 and a half against the Rams with a last minute field goal last weekend to beat them by 16 points. It's a precarious number. I would be more comfortable if it was nine and a half, ten. I still think that the Cowboys with Elliott, with Pollard, and the players that they have available at their disposal offensively would, would be able to put up 27, 30 points, give or take. And you're in a situation where, where the Coles might, even the, even the Coles get to 17. That means I'm, I'm suggesting the over. So, um, I'll stick to the over again. Two overs, and two, I do think they'll cover. I think, um, I think the Colts are in a, a difficult situation going into Dallas, and Dallas will, you know, they've got the bit between their teeth. They're, it's unlikely they'll win the division. They're getting number one seed, but certainly, come playoff time, especially today, if you look at the schedule, how it's fixed. Obviously, there's a lot more football to be played. They would go into Tampa, and right now, you know, once they be the road team, the wildcard team, I think most people with expectations is they would, they would turn that Bucks team over there, having a very good season. Moving on to the final game, Monday Night Football. Um, this is a tricky one, and we just I just mentioned the Bucks there. And the Saints have had such a, a good run against the Bucks. I know they lost in week two of the season, but that game was right there for the, for the Saints going into the fourth quarter. I don't believe there was any score until we had, obviously, had that difficult situation where Brady got in the face of certain players and Evans got involved and players were removed from the field and the Bucks found the way to win. But the Saints have had their number for quite some time. But outside of that game, 
the one victory for the Bucks was that playoff game in the year in which they went to the Super Bowl. Minus three and a half at home to the Saints, who are four and eight, have had a difficult season. The Bucks offensively just can't seem to get any consistency. Won two games, lose last week in Cleveland. It's a tricky one to call. It's a really tricky one to call, and but that makes it really interesting, I think, as well. Because you're right, you you. I think it's well known that Tom Brady especially struggles against the Saints. They're one of three teams in his career that he he doesn't have a winning record against, and in fact, actually that that week two win was the first time that he's brought his record up to 500 even against them. That's how poor he has been. Feel like Dennis Allen as as a coach has Tom Brady's number. Dennis Allen has done a lot of things wrong in his coaching career, but one thing he's done very very well is coached against Tom Brady. I really struggle with this this Bucks team. I I I feel like they 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 stay in games, but not necessarily because they're very good. But they almost tend to bring teams down to their level, which is a really strange position uh, to to be in as a team, especially a team that's that's, that's led by Tom Brady. Um, for me, the the, the minus three and a half though does seem a little low, considering that Saints team were just shut out against the 49ers, and we know that the 49ers defense is really really good. But it kind of it kind of sums up where the Saints have been going the last few weeks. It feels like they're a team in the in a downward spiral. I mean, they've lost is a three of the last four, the Ravens, Steelers, and 49ers. Um, and all three were big losses. They weren't in those in those games. Um, you really have to look back to the the 24-point win over the the Raiders the last time that you can actually argue that the 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 Saints have played well. So for me, I think the books will will win. Um, I'm tempted by the over here as well, 40.5, just because I feel like there's mistakes in this game. There's potential for a pick six to kind of add add to the scoreline. So for me, I'm I, I'm very much looking at the this the this the books to cover the spread and the over um in this one. Yeah, you touched on the convincing win for the Saints against the Raiders there. They also had a win against the Rams, but we've seen the plight of the Rams over the past few weeks. Teams are comfortably beating them, and the like because that will remain the case this weekend with so many injuries when they go up against Seattle. It wasn't the most of convincing of wins. And as much as they've had their number, I, I'm with you on this one. I think the Bucks will find a way to win. Uh, and what concerns me about the Bucks is the consistency. We saw, having been in the game in Munich, how well their own game played with the rookie wife, who they got out of Arizona State. He had a really strong game that night and looked like hadn't won two games going into the bye week. We might see similarities to two years ago where he hit the ground running. It didn't materialise last week. They only had 67 yards worth of rushing. It kind of fell back to what we saw earlier in the season. It'll be big if they get for an back this week. It, at the time of recording, we don't know if he'll be going to play in this particular game. But I am siding with with the Bucks. I think three and a half is low. I expect it to be around five and a half, six. I think they'll have enough to win by touchdown. And the over, yeah, I, I can see the, the marathon where you're going. If there's... Um, Mistake riddle game where there's fumbles and you know recor- recovered and gives him short field short field yards and tends to even pick sixes so I'll side over as well three overs for me and uh, I'll take the books as well and uh, we always call out one particular game that we're looking forward to whether it's from a betting perspective any call outs that you have Stevie in one particular game you're looking forward to this weekend. Uh-oh. Going back to the team we started talking about, the Raiders, uh, I really fancied them to beat the Chargers. Uh, they've only they're only uh, one point fa- or they're only sorry they're one point underdogs um, at at home. 
uh, against the Chargers team that I don't rate. Uh, I have to say, I, I've never been uh, a Justin Herbert uh, convert, and I'm not going to start now. I think there's there's weaknesses to his game. The Raiders' defense isn't great. I'm not saying that the, the Raiders' defense is going to win. But I think the Raiders' offense have now found their identity, and I think the Chargers might struggle uh, against that run game. I know Josh Jacobs is dealing with a calf injury, but I think if you can get a home a home underdog, you always kind of look at that in terms of value, especially one that's kind of finding a bit of form like the way the Raiders are. So for me, it's the Raiders because if they're getting a point at home against the charge, a divisional rival, I, I'll be taking that all day. Yeah, I like where you're going to having you know, recapped that Chargers victory last weekend against the Cardinals. I think what's lost in it is they beat a very average and poor team this year in the Cardinals with a two-point conversion. Brandon Staley has had some, many of precarious situation where he's given up on field goals and gone for the two points and he's been lauded this week but it could have easily have gone wrong and it would have been a very difficult conversation if they had lost that game for me not so much a betting perspective it's the the Bengals at home to the Chiefs they played each other in around this time last year kind of similarities the Bengals were getting on a bit of a run the Chiefs were going in trying to lock up fourth fourth seed and it's not too dissimilar you know the Chiefs have an opportunity to push on there essentially they have the division one it's all about the number one seed now whether they can grab and maintain that from, from away from Buffalo and it'd be interesting to see how this game goes especially with Jamar Chase coming back who had a really strong game when they played each other and obviously then they, they played each other again in the championship game which was a great game the Bengals came out on the right side of that one I'd imagine Andy Reid and Mahomes will be looking for revenge this weekend a great weekend of games ahead um, in terms of the Irish NFL show you can catch all the picks from the guys on our main show which airs on Thursday evening at 9.30. But for now, Steve, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for your picks and selections for this weekend. Thanks for having me, Brian.